0: Just because it's a bye week doesn't mean you're not getting a video. Come out. What is up, Finn fans? Yes. Dolphins are not playing tomorrow. So I think we'll all just be sitting back looking at those Buffalo Bills, banged up Buffalo Bills, taking on the Jets and just hope and pray the Jets pull off a miracle. <laughs> And beat those Buffalo Bills. You guys can tell by the title. I'm going to be talking about kind of, I don't know how I worded it yet, the title. But in a nutshell, we're going to be talking about our expectations of Tua for the next 10 games, right? So in this video, in a nutshell, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to talk about like what... You know, what to expect because if you put too high of expectations onto it, it's you're just going to come down and then you're going to – I'll talk about it. But also delve a little bit more in what happened with Fitz and get the truth to the matter of the whole Fitzpatrick situation, which we're going to start with that because this is kind of a combination of video that I thought of yesterday. But then also a comment of the day video because a lot of you guys were asking me a bunch of questions that kind of pertain to what I'm going to talk about in this video. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about kind of what happened and then we're going to talk about the expectations we should have or what we should expect with Tua. So looking at how this all came to be, right? So I think it was Tuesday. Yes, it was, t- <laughs> it was Tuesday because I was going to put my Deeper Dive video up. Tuesday, we found out that Tua Tonga-Vailoa was going to be starting for the Miami Dolphins. But it wasn't the Miami Dolphins that released the info. It was somebody, an agent or something. It wasn't necessarily Tua's agent, but what I'm hearing is it was someone associated with Tua that kind of put the news out there that he will be starting, right? So that came out, blew everyone out of the water. No one really expected it. The players didn't know about it. Fitz didn't know about it. Fitz's kids didn't know about it. That is the most messed up part of this whole situation is that in Fitzpatrick's press conference, he talked about that. My kids didn't even learn that I'm not the starter anymore from me. They learned from the media and Twitter and ESPN and NFL Network and all that stuff, which sucks and Brian Flores was pissed and that's that's me that's me saying it lightly he was very 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 upset and talked about how he he wanted to let the players know first he wanted them to know first you know obviously they told Tua and then they were going to tell everyone else right so you know this is what and then this came out right? So then Fitz came out, he did his press conference, you know, he said what he said. And you can't blame the guy, you know, he hasn't been playing bad. He's actually playing like a top 10 quarterback in the league right now. Will there be inconsistencies? Will there be downfalls? Will there be Fitz tragics? Yeah, most likely, you know, that's kind of what his career depends on a lot of ups and downs. He's a very good, solid quarterback. He's a very solid quarterback, right? Good backup, come in win you two three games and then your starter comes back that's Fitzpatrick in a nutshell there's a reason he's been playing for so long if you're a bad quarterback Mark Sanchez and you can't continue to play Dan Orlowski and all these types of quarterbacks then you don't make it to different teams you don't continue to play you don't continue to start Brian Fitzpatrick has been a starter for the Bills for the Jets for the Buccaneers for the Rams like the Dolphins should I keep going with all his teams So it it makes sense that he was hurt by this, right? But then it came, you know, when he came out and said what he said, a lot of people said, you know, oh, well, now the now the the locker room's gonna be torn and now, you know, the locker room's gonna be pissed and these players, you know, they're gonna be upset. They're not gonna be as as rah-rah for Tua because Fitz was their guy. And I heard a lot of this from, you know, ESPN, NFL.com. NFL Network, other beat writers, I heard this. And then I saw Jerome Baker's um, press conference and I was like, no, I think the players are excited. This is what Jerome Baker had to say, right? He said his message was just us, just letting us know, talking about Brian Flores, right? I think just the one thing we, we were just off, essentially they, they weren't there because they won. So, you get Monday off. We were just off, and that's when we all heard it essentially on the radio, on all that stuff. We were just off. One thing about Flo, Brian Flores, is he's always makes us make sure we know first. I think the time is, I think this team is excited. We're all excited. We are ready to go. We believe in Tua. He's definitely getting the job done. We're excited about what he can do. So, I guess we will see when the time comes. Comes. So he's saying the, the whole process is it got messed up and he feels bad essentially because the one thing about Ryan Flores is he wants the players to know before anyone else and everyone else learned from the media because they were off. But he talks, and then they ask him about Fitz, right? He says it's part of the job. At the end of the day, you just want the team to do well. We all believe in our coaches, and that's who they want, who they went with. We were excited and expected, expect two to do great things. It's unfortunate, but it's also part of the job. At the end of the day, we just got to get the job done, and that's also what Fitz knew coming in. Now, this is one. Of, this is why, again, I'll reiterate. It is tough on Fitz because it's not like he was playing bad if he was playing bad and it happened it's like all right makes sense but you also have to look at the Eli Manning Kurt Warner situation right when Eli went in, the Giants weren't bad under Kurt Warner it was just the Giants organization and the coach and the GM kind of felt like all right now it's time and that's what the Dolphins feel right Dolphins are 500 they're not playing too bad they had two really big blowout wins They're on a high note, and they're like, all right, I think this is the time to put Tua in there. They weren't in the mindset of thinking, all right, we're going to put Tua in there when we're down and out, when we're losing two games in a row, when we're knocked out of the playoffs. No, we'll put Tua in there when we're on that high, when the team is playing at 100%, when all cylinders go, so he can continue to play and be good, I guess, in a nutshell. So it makes sense, right? There's a lot of people who said that, you know, did Ross make the call down and say, "Hey, put two in"? If you watched, if you read Armando Salguero's article, he said a source inside the organization said, "No, Stephen Ross did not do that. Stephen Ross would not do that." And also, I don't think Brian Flores would be like, "Okay, Stephen." Like we all know the type of coach Brian Flores is. Us as fans and the media, and especially Ross, is not going to um, change how he's going to coach. So. That's that. So that's kind of the idea of what happened. A little bit more backstory, a little bit more idea on the locker room, the culture in the locker room and how the players feel hasn't changed. Um, Fitz isn't mad. He isn't pissed. He's just It just sucked. It was a huge change. It came out of nowhere. He was playing good. There's that. right. And no, the change didn't come from Ross. But that's the story. That's the backstory I give you guys a little bit more insight on what happened. Now let's talk about what kind of the title of the video is and what we should do with the next 10 games, right? Tua vailoa is now the start of the Miami Dolphins. I am beyond excited. I think we all are beyond excited. I think we all have been waiting for this since the kid was drafted. Some people wish, Omar Kelly, that they waited until – 365 after he got the surgery, 365 days, which would have been, I think, around week 11. But it just didn't play it that way. But again, Omar Kelly released articles also talking about that. Why not? Like I said, they're on that high note. They're playing good. They got the all systems go. Why not do it now? Why not? You know, Fitz is going to come in. The best case scenario at Fitz is nine and seven. We barely make the playoffs. Then what? So even Omar Kelly says now is the time. It's it, all, all right, at first he didn't want to, but now he's looking at it. He's like, why not? Why not do it now? So Tua Tonga-Vailoa is the starting quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. Now what we have to do is lower and limit the expectations we are expecting from Tua, right? If you're expecting Tua to come in and you're expecting Tua to light it up, throw for 300 yards, three touchdowns, the Miami Dolphins to beat the crap out of the Rams, Miami Dolphins to go into... The next five, six games and come out, you know, four and two, five and one and just like, oh, Tua, 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 Rookie of the Year, Tua. If you have those expectations, cool, you know, you're excited, you want to see Tua do his thing. But when Tua starts to look like a rookie, because Tua is a rookie, don't come after the kid is all i'm saying that's why like this video is really talking about expectations right he's a rookie look at the other rookies and their starting games right joe burrow he had his first game against the chargers right 23 for 36 63.89 completion percentage pretty good 193 zero touchdowns one interception he had a 66.1 passer rating It's not bad, but it's not great. Did really well against Cleveland, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Then he started to build it up, right? Against Cleveland, against Philly, he did really well. And then he kind of Jacksonville, Baltimore, Indy kind of fell back off, not doing too swift. Then you look at Justin Herbert, right? Justin Herbert comes in against Kansas City, does well. 22 for 33, 66.67 completions, 311 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 94.4. Second game, 35 for 49, 71.43, very good completion percentage, 330 yards, one touchdown, one interception. So his first two games were okay. Joe Burrow's were worse. His first game, Herbert versus Joe Burrow, Herbert had a better first game, especially a 94.4 passer uh, rating better game right looking at these games though kind of expect that stuff right don't expect Tua to come in here don't the biggest thing with you know expecting from Tua coming in don't expect two to come in here and the miami dolphins throw run four verts miami dolphins come out and just he just starts throwing bombs and the dolphins start scoring touchdowns 50 yard touch i would not expect that I would not expect Tua to come in and do that stuff. Tua is fantastic at throwing the quick passes, fantastic at leading the slant passes to continue to get more yards up the field. Expect a lot of plays to Jakeem Grant, a lot of plays to Isaiah Ford, a lot of plays to all these guys. Quick, boom, 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 get the ball out especially going up against Aaron Donald. I'm not going to go too into detail on what I expect them to do against the Rams because that is for next Friday's or this upcoming Friday's video where I break down the Dolphins versus the Rams game. But do expect quick passes. Do expect more running. Do expect slants. Yeah, you're going to get those, you know, let's try to take one over the top plays. But with two – Still getting comfortable to the play of the game, still getting comfortable to the speed of the game, still getting comfortable to reading the defense, motions, lining his protections up properly. That's the thing we forget about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes, he's a journeyman. Yes, he's been playing this game for 15 years, but he knows what to do to give himself more time to make plays. And a lot of that has to do with the line protection, reading the defense, realizing where the pressure is going to come from, and shifting the protection to that side. That's a reason why. And Dan Orlowski is not that far off when he said that Fitz kind of covered up some of the faults of the offensive line. He ain't wrong. Fitz knew when the pressure was coming. Fitz knew when to get rid of the ball. Fitz knew where to shift it. We saw it with Rosen versus Fitz, right? Rosen was getting sacked. Rosen was getting no time in the pocket. Fitz came in. He, you know, he noticed he was you know, doing better. So with Tua, those are the expectations we really should think going into this Rams game. Be excited. I'm excited. I'm going to be live streaming the Rams game. It's going to be a blast. Be excited. But just don't expect instant gratification. Don't expect instant wins, instant, you know, don't expect no mistakes. Because again, we saw it from Burrow, we saw it from Herbert, we saw it from a ton of rookies, not even these quarterbacks. They had no offseason, they had no training camp. There's going to be mistakes. Hopefully, not. Hopefully, not. Hopefully, Tua comes out, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, even if it's three touchdowns for 158 yards. I love it. I love every minute of it. But that's the the only – the reason of me making this video is to just – I guess this is what I'm feeling and this is what I'm thinking. And I'm just like, hey, let me share this with you guys just so you don't go into this expecting so much and then it not being there. And you're like, I don't want to hear (laughs) – we shouldn't have drafted this kid i knew i wanted herbert he's a bust look at how bad he's playing look at this look at that i feel like that's the main reason i'm making this video is so you for one get a little bit more backstory on what happened with the decision of making of making two of the starter because i honestly think that it was just like it's time we're all at all systems go let's see what this kid can do i think it you know, and then also behind the scenes, they saw how quicker he is developing, how quicker he is reading the defense and all that stuff. But we also have to realize this when it comes to expectations for Tua, right? Tua found out that he is starting on Tuesday. He had one day to practice with the starters because most of the time, a big chunk of his practice time has been on the scout team. So he hasn't really been going with the starters. So Tuesday, he found out he was the starter. Wednesday, he got to run with the starters, and they won't come back to practice until Monday. And that's not because of the team being like, we beat the Jets, we beat the 49ers, take the day or take the week. That is the rule set in by the NFLPA and their bi week regulations. Is they get that that time off, and then Monday they come back to work. Does help that the Dolphins play at home against the Rams, so they can they have the time they don't have to travel. But again, lower the expectations. Expect a, uh, what this is. If you guys are like, well, then Doug, what are you expecting out of Tua? I'm expecting a solid game. I'm expecting. Like, I'm expecting a a few passes here and there going a little errant, errant, if that's even the word I want to use. (laughs) Maybe a little overthrows, underthrows. I'm expecting there to be one or two. Get the jitters out. You know, he's starting his first game. Get the jitters out. Get used to the speed of the game, the speed of the defense, all that stuff. But we have seen this before. We have seen Tua come out. And if Tua does make a mistake, again, LSU, Tua threw an interception. Tua fumbled. And you were just like, wow, is he going to choke this? Like, wow, look at Tua versus LSU on on the main stage. Is he going to choke this? And he just – he never threw another interception, and he just started throwing touchdowns, and he started reading the defense. And then, again, I said this. Go back and watch the LSU versus Alabama um, film that I did. Consistently bringing the team back within six, the defense just couldn't help him out. So Tua is a guy who can take the last play, wipe it out of his memory, and build and learn. So that's what I'm expecting. If Tua makes a mistake, whether it be an incomplete pass on third down, whether I'm hoping no interceptions. <laughs> Just I do that's what I'm expecting. I will be ecstatic if the Dolphins beat the the Rams 14 to 13, two rushing touchdowns for Gaskin and Brita no touchdown, no interceptions from Tua. Just he he did his thing, he made good throws, this, this and that. But if it is like a third and whatever and he misses the throw, he'll probably look at it. Oh, I saw that this guy was open. All right, cool. So next time we run this formation, I'm going to be looking here versus here because I saw that he was open. All right, you know, do my progression a little quicker or okay, yeah, no maybe I'll progress from the right to the left instead of the left to the right. All right, cool. All right, yeah, thanks. That's what they're doing when they're looking at the tablet. They're looking at the previous plays and being like, Grant was open. All right, so next time I'll do the, okay, yeah, cool, cool. And then he'll forget, and then he'll make the play. That's what I'm expecting. But I hope you guys enjoyed this video. (laughs) I thought, hey, it's bye week. Uh, this stuff was dwelling in my head. I'm thinking like, oh, Doug, have lower expectations. I know you're excited for Tua, but just lower your expectations because you're get... What I'm telling you is because I was feeling the same thing. So I hope you guys enjoyed this video. Give this video a thumbs up. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. Let me know. Did you enjoy this video? Let me know what your expectations of Tua going into this game are. What do you expect out of Tua? What do you expect out of Tua for the next 10 games? If Tua goes 5-5, five and five, I'm good with that. I'm good with two going five and five. We go eight and eight. All right, cool. I want to win. I want to go to the playoffs. I want to win a playoff game. But if he, if I see constant progression and constantly getting better, I'm cool with that. Comment below. Let me know what you guys think. But like I said, that's the video. Be sure to go follow me on Twitter. Uh, I've been tweeting out a bunch of you with a bunch of you guys. Trade deadline's coming up, so maybe the Dolphins do make a move for a defensive lineman. Maybe they do make a move for somebody. Be sure to go follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Fanatics Network, a fantastic YouTube channel, a fantastic network of great Miami Dolphin contributors. Be sure to check that out and hit the subscribe button if you like what you see. Speaking of contributors, tomorrow at 11 o'clock, they are doing their live stream on twitch.tv slash fan 2 also on their YouTube channel. YouTube.com, I think slash FantaFan Network, or you just type in FantaFanNetwork Network and you'll find it. But they have the website that I'm the Miami Dolphins ambassador for. So be sure to go over, check that out. Other than that, I will see you guys most likely on Monday. I think if you guys want me to do, I'll do a recap of Sunday's game on Monday or have some things planned for you. But other than that, guys, I will see you guys Monday. Unless news breaks. If news breaks, you're gonna get you're gonna get a video. Hopefully, new, no news breaks. That makes me look like an idiot, like that whole two thing. But, like usual, guys, stay classy and fins up. Right at this moment, there are men everywhere doing manly things, beards unkempt hair run amok, leaving them in a state of hair despair. And that's just what we can see, never mind what's going on downstairs. But it doesn't have to be that way. Thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com and enter our promo code FINSUP to save an instant 20%, get free shipping, and help quell the hair despair in your life. These bearded bros are counting on you. Won't you help them?